Welcome to another episode of Bright Headed Publishing Patio Book Book Club. I am your host, Kelly Morgan. If you love romance and you like to read fantasy, then I have got the author for you today. Today, I'm speaking with author Lana Mackey. Now, she's written 13 books. She loves to write about romance and fantasy and even a little bit erotica. I'm so glad that she decided to join the book club and she's our newest member. Welcome to the book club, author Lana Mackey. Lana, thank you so much for being on the podcast and being the newest member to our book club. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and I'm really, really grateful that I have the opportunity to be on your on your podcast and be a part of your book club. <laughs> well, I am grateful as well um, that you have decided to be here. You've written so many books and, and you're a seasoned author, you know, um, there's a lot of books. How many total? Um, I'm working on my 13th book right now. Wow. Lucky 13. So your 13th book. And that's an accomplishment because some of us can barely get the one out, right? And you've got like 13. So did you always know that you wanted to be an author? No. <laughs> I can't say that I did. I, um... Uh, from an early age, not early, but um, I, I knew that I liked romance novels. I read Wuthering Heights in high school, uh, and I did. I loved Heathcliff, and that whole story was great. And then I had a girlfriend who actually started me on Harlequin romances when I was probably in grade 10, and I devoured them like I would french fries. <laughs> and um, then... I had really good friends who were writers, like real writers, communicators, and I had a hard time in high school with a, a teacher in English who was really hard on me and actually kind of stunted my whole philosophy on, on writing in English. Um, and then all of a sudden I just decided to take the plunge one one day and thought, well, I'm going to try to write a book, and, and, and I did. Yeah. And what was the first book? Um, the first book that I ever wrote was the first, because it had been, I sold it to a publisher, I got the rights back. So the name has changed a couple times, but the original name was called Enchantment. And now, if you look for it, it's called My Dragon. Gotcha. See, and so that's exciting. So what did that publishing journey look like? Did you always have a publisher? Did you self-publish? What did you do? Yeah, you know, I didn't always have a publisher in any which way. I, When I finished the book, I thought, oh, well, now what am I going to do with it? Nobody's going to want to read this. I was just happy that it was an accomplishment for me to have finished the book. So then I had some readers, of course, read it, and they were like, well, you need to put this out to people. And I was like, wow, oh, well, maybe. So that was a whole journey you know, learning how to send that out to publishers way back when and, you know, send hard copies with bundles like you see and then movies, elastic bands in boxes. Um, 
I didn't have to send too many of those out, but yeah, it was kind of a journey to go, oh, look, another rejection letter. <laughs> I had a few of those. Oh, look. <laughs> I had friends who warned me that that would happen, so it wasn't uh, really earth shattering, but I, I, I did start down that path with the publishers, and then I finally did end up with a publisher, and um, that was just a whole experience working with editors you know that was huge for me and um, then eventually I got my rights back and I self-published it. So now are you completely self-published or do you have a publisher? I am now completely self-published yeah. And so you prefer to be (sighs) self-published? You know I I get torn I, I think being a hybrid if there was if that was possible in today's world maybe being a hybrid would be good maybe not um i'm not sure i it, it's a tough world out there when it comes to self-publishing it's it's hard it's hard to do at times i think the publishing part is easy right because there's plenty of platforms to publish your book it's the marketing it is how do i tell everybody about my book Um, because a lot of people are under the impression if I get it on Amazon, I'm good. Well, there's a thousand and majillion books on Amazon. Exactly. And so that to me seems to be where authors have the biggest issue is the marketing. How do I gain, how do I gain an audience? You know, and there's different ways to do it, obviously, but that can be a struggle at first. It is, it's a, it really is a big struggle and it's not cheap. Honestly, it's not. I mean, I spend a lot of money to hire professional editors who edit my books for me because I believe that has to be done if you're going to self-publish and it's not cheap. It costs a lot of money. And then it also costs a lot of money to make sure you have a professional cover so that it looks how it should and yeah so it really it really can be expensive to do it through the self-publishing it can be expensive and and it's um you have to look at it as an investment right in your career is wanting to be an author and investing in yourself because you can't really go the cheap route on an editor you can't that you just can't um it's 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 not something that I can go without, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I would most definitely agree. And so it's really important. So if you were talking to somebody, if somebody came to you and say, hey, I want to be an author, I, I'm writing this book, what advice would you give them? I say you go for it. You should follow your dreams and follow your passion. And I don't think that... Um, Anyone should not pursue that. If they wish to, I say write the book. But if you're going to write the book, then maybe have a little bit of a plan. It's a big, big journey. It is to having beta readers and editors. And if that's what you want, maybe people don't. Maybe some people have no intention of publishing at all. Maybe they just want to share it with friends or maybe it's a short story or who knows. But I do think that... um, if you can join a writer's group, join one. I, I belong to a writer's group, so they have that has been really valuable for me throughout my course of writing, just to be able to bounce ideas and processes. And what do you do if you're going to write a book? Where do you start? Um, learn from people who have done it and go from there. 
Yeah, that's probably some really good advice. So let's talk about you, the author, and your journey to writing all of these books. So you've got 13 books. And so how do you come up with the ideas for for your books? Like, what is your process? Oh, goodness. You know, I have really vivid uh, dreams, typically. So when I write my fantasy novels, um, I've always had some type of really weird dream. And I always say that, you know, cookies and milk at night before bedtime are my drugs that help me inspire my writing. (laughs) Because cookies and milk... (laughs) are going to make me come up with something really weird. So in one dream in my first book, The Enchantment or My Dragon, as it's called now, I dreamt of a hippo dog burrowing owl. So it had all three of those animals. It had an owl's head, a hippo's body, and I have an Alaskan Malamute dog, and so it had its big, fluffy, boom tail. So... (laughs) And from so, that dream from came that a book. Dream. From that dream came a book. Yes, mm-hmm. it did. You write in different genres. I believe there's erotica, right? Yep. There is what you would call a thriller. Yep. Contemporary. Yep. Fantasy. Yes. And romance. Of course. Romance spans over top of all of them. So... For me, it has to be a romance, and I just, uh, you know, when I was, right now I'm writing a time travel, time travel, fantasy, medieval um, type of story, and um, because I finished uh, my three-book series called uh, The Treasures of the Heart series, which was contemporary, and after I did that, I really wanted to write some fantasies, so that's what I'm doing now. So tell me about the fantasy books. When you say fantasy, what, what do you mean? Um, different worlds or a different, a different time with some, it's got to have something fantasy in it. Magic, um, wizards, fairies, pixies, dragons, gargoyles, um, just something that's just not obviously from this world. So what I'm writing now I really like because it's a blend of both. It's got a contemporary world, uh, takes place in um, New York to start with, and then it's going to have the, the time travel part goes back into actually Scotland. So, yeah. That is cool. So you have, um, there's My Protector. Yes. And what is that one about? That's a fantasy book. And what is that one about? Yeah, so that one is about um, a storm god. So the hero in the book is when he first first starts off, um, he doesn't have a mortal, he doesn't have a body. He's a raindrop. He's uh, a snowflake. He is wind. He's, uh, you know, rain. He's all of those things. So he has been following around a woman since she was little. She was little at the time. And he, he actually rescues her along with his storm cat, which was the other creation in my book that tags along with him jumping from clouds to clouds in the sky. Um, And he saves this little girl in the Sahara Desert, and she turns out to be the heroine when she gets older, and she's now a a researcher (laughs) going forward in the mountains. And so that's kind of how their story starts. So he's got to figure out how to save her. And then, and then there's my gargoyle. Yes. Heroine, a gargoyle. Yeah, the hero, the hero, 
is actually a gargoyle, um, and the heroine is actually a pixie. So, um, and she has a, in all of my stories, Kelly, you will always find a critter of some sort. I love animals to pieces. So if I'm writing contemporary, it's a real animal. And if I'm writing fantasy, well, it's something else like a 3-0, like my hippo dog burrowing owl. So in this, my gargoyle, um, she has a garg dog. So not a gargoyle, but a garg dog. So he's half gargoyle, half dog, and he's kind of a misfit because his wings aren't big enough to make him fly. So um, he ends up with the hero and, and on this mountain where they're both trying to escape an evil villain and uh, the gargoyle saves them. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So I also read on your website, one of your books is listed as Paranormal, Quinn's uh, Christmas Wish. Yeah. Tell me about that one. Well, that's a that's a great little book. It's actually one of my favorites because it's a Christmas story, and I I do I love that one. Will always be near and dear to my heart. It um, paranormal, as in it still has takes place in contemporary in a small town in uh, Montana, and um, the the hero in the story. Well, there's a couple because it takes place with a little boy named Quinn who has a mysterious illness. Back in the early 1900s, they didn't know what he had because he had these fits. And uh, Bandit Creek, so there's a whole series of books in this group called Bandit Creek, and mine is book seven. Um, So in this book, there's a flood that wipes out the town, and it kills most of the town folk. Um, And there's a mysterious lake called Lost Lake. And lots of people ended up in this lake because the flood happened. And so this wolf comes out of the lake, and this wolf is actually a little girl named Jazeera. And Jazeera and Quinn have an adventure in the book. Ah, <laughs> see that that sounds good as well. And then I also saw the thriller Forget Me Not. Yeah. Now you said that was one of your more popular books, right? It is one of my more popular books for sure. Yeah. Um, I went to work one time with my husband um, and we ended up in a little town called Snow Lake. And so my book actually takes place, that book takes place in the town of Snow Lake. So um, it's about a little girl who is being uh, terrorized by her father who is mentally ill. And um, so she ends up being kidnapped by him. And so there's a whole twist. and I have a hard time because I don't ever like to, to give too much away with that story. I like to keep the readers guessing to the very end because they always say they can't figure out who did it. Who did it? So <laughs> that's one of those books. It's like uh, you'll be wondering, oh, who did it? Who is it? So, yeah. Gotcha. And then I saw Erotica, which, you know, you are my first official Erotica author. So kudos to you. Don't get a lot of people writing erotica that want to come on the podcast, but they are welcomed. Um, So tell me about the erotica series. And I'm always interested because somebody had asked me once um, why I didn't write erotica. And I was like, I don't know if I can. So tell me, you know, tell me about writing erotica and what's that like? Well, you know, for me, like I said, with everything I write, you're always going to find um, a love story. So even though my works are, I think there's a different definition between erotica and erotic. So 
Um, in my stories, they're very erotic, uh, but it's always a love story. So uh, whatever I write, it may be super duper duper hot where you go, oh, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> you can be sure at the end, it's always going to be a, a happy for now or happily ever after. But the scenes in between are frequent. They're intense. Um, there's always some conflict and they're super duper hot. And you can always, you know, invite some odd things in there along the way <laughs> to so spice things up. <laughs> there were two books under Erotica, uh, The Brothel of Fay and Stilettos and Spurs. Yes. So tell me about both of these books. Okay, well, um, Stilettos and Spurs is, um, they're both, uh, well, Stilettos and Spurs is a novella. Um, it's kind of about cowboys. That one's a cowboy-ish, takes place in a rodeo um, type of scene. So here in Calgary, we have a giant, uh, they call it the greatest outdoor, outdoor show um, in the world, but it's a big, huge 10-day rodeo uh, that takes place. So my book is kind of around that event that happens up here in Canada. And um, it's kind of like it says, she's, she was a girl, um, the heroine, uh, who had pigtails and braces as a kid and the hero used to babysit her and all of a sudden she disappeared and went away to you know fishing school and in Paris and she comes back and she's not the same little girl that he used to know <laughs> so <laughs> she's determined to teach him a few things now and that's kind of how that one is so it's a rodeo cowboy book um, gotcha. yeah so the brothel of Faye is fantasy um, takes place in a different realm. Uh, it has fairies in it. It has a beast. Um, so the beast is actually the hero. Um, yeah. <laughs> so in all your books, you say there's always romance. So tell me what your definition of romance is. Because I think people get romance and love confused. So tell me what your definition of romance is. I think romance is the fun that leads up to falling in love. Romance never goes away, I don't believe. I have been married for almost 30 years to my husband and I love him. He's the inspiration for every book that I write. But, um, you know, romance has its ebbs and its flows. But regardless, the love always stays constant, always. That never goes away. So the romance is something that people need to keep alive. You're, whether it's you're going out for a walk down the street with your spouse or on a beach, or you're sitting down to a dinner with candles and a glass of wine. Um, romance is what people make it. Um, and it leads to love, I think. I would agree, I would agree. The last books that I saw on your website were the Treasures of the Heart series. And there were three of them. So my question is, is are they all connected? Do they all have the um, uh, same characters in them? Or are they three different books about three different things? They're connected. They are connected, but they are standalone. So if I've done a good job as an author, <laughs> you'll be able to pick up um, book one, two, or three and, and take off with the story and go, oh, 
you know, this was great. Maybe I need to read book one. <laughs> so, or maybe I need to, you know, start a book three because I like that story better or whatever the blurb is for that one. Yeah, so there are trilogies. So which, what is book, which one is book one? There's Gold Fever, Cast in Stone, and Mammoth Love. Yeah, so Gold Fever is book one. Cast in Stone is book two, and Mammoth Love is book three. And they all take place in Dawson City, Yukon. Nice. So I like that you had said that when I was reading about you, that you put animals in all of your books, some type of critter, as you called it. Um, How many animals do you have, Lana? (laughs) I have two cats and a dog, Alaskan Malamute. So he's a giant Alaskan Malamute. He's huge he's hairy and it's springtime up here in canada so he's shedding a lot there's always a dust ball rolling around my floor with his hair in it (laughs) um but yeah for now we used to have two dogs and we had always have had two cats but i have always had pets of some sort so yeah me too i'm me too so if somebody wanted to check out your books tell us where they're available yeah You know, I usually tell people, it seems tough, but it's really not. All my books are available on my website, so you can buy them direct from me through PayPal. Um, So it's totally secure. That's the cheapest way to buy my books is just on my website. But I'm available on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca. I'm available on Google Play, Google Books. I'm available on Barnes & Noble. Um, so most of the big, big places out there, you'll find my books. Just look for my name, uh, Lana Mackey, and they'll come up for you. And what is your website address? LanaMackey.com. Great. Are any of your books on audio? Yes, Quinn's Christmas Wish is on Are audio. Are you looking at putting on any of them on, on audio? Yeah, I think I am because I love audiobooks myself. I drive. I have a full-time job on top of writing so I drive quite a distance to work and I like to listen to audiobooks while I'm driving. Yeah I think audio will open up your audience to a whole new set of listeners um, because a lot of people like to read but sometimes they just don't have the time and audio is definitely the way to go. I agree with you. I do think it's 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 not a cheap venture <laughs> again, <laughs> but I do think it's probably a, a valuable one. And I like Quinn's Christmas Wish was the first one that I launched, but it was it's a Christmas story, mm-hmm. and I had some hoops to learn when I was signing up for that through Aud- um, uh, ACX AXC. I can't remember Audible, basically Amazon's Audible. And um, I missed Christmas, so oh. uh huh. So my book came out in the audio version, and uh, but I missed Christmas, so um, I have to wait till next Christmas now. Anyway. But it's still available. It's available, yeah, it is, and it's not heavy, heavy Christmas. It's the end, uh, really, where Christmas comes into play. But it is a great little story. And so what? What are you said? You're working on a story now, so you're working on. Number 14? Uh, thir- this is really 13, yeah. So you're working on number 13? Yeah. And when do you think that book will be out? Or is it still in still in the, the process of you writing it? Yeah, I'm still writing it. I write really fast when, when I have an idea in my mind. I do write fast. I, um, 
it will be released for sure for fall. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward is fall release. Excited about that. I think this is a big book for me. So, do you have a title? I do, but I don't want to share it yet. Uh, well, that means that because you are now an official member of the book club, you are welcome to come back anytime. So when you are ready to share about this book, you're going to have to come back and tell us about it. I would love to. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Lana, thank you so much for being on the podcast and being a member of the book club. I truly enjoyed speaking with you and hearing about all your books. I think it's fabulous. And I can't wait for you to come back and talk about the next one. Awesome. I can't wait to be here to talk about the next one. (laughs) All of her information will be in the podcast description so that if you're looking to buy any of her books, you'll definitely know where to find them. Lana, again, thank you so much for being a member of the book club. Like I said... When that next book comes out, I expect you to come back. (laughs) I certainly will. Thank you, Kelly. I really appreciate you having me on your show. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bright Headed Publishing Patio Book Book Club. I just wrapped up with author Lana Mackey. We talked about all her books, all 13 of them, and how she's even working on number 14. All the information is available on the podcast description. If you are an author or someone who supports authors, like an editor or a graphic designer, I would love to have you be a member of the book club and be on the podcast. Email me at brightheadedpublishing.com at gmail.com. Again, brightheadedpublishing at gmail.com. Next week, another author, a new member to the book club. But until then, keep writing.